Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And Ghost Huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're You're listening to Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here, hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly. Paranormal.com. Weekly. Weekly at (laughs) LiveParanormal.com. This is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to the ghost host with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to Ghost Host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, an executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Looks like I'm okay. It's it's locked me out. Hello. Are you there, Sophia? Oh. Yeah, I I can hear you, which means it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's showing my mic is off. I don't know what's going on. Well, it shows yours is off. <laughs> everyone everyone can hear us, so it's working. Just okay, it just keeps taking that. my mic. Yeah, is it still there? It just closed again. I can still hear you. This is weird. 
Okay, I open huh? it back up. Rick's not in the studio, which means, oh man, it's it just it closed me again. Can hear both of you. Okay, yeah, well, <laughs> good thing for Shirley listening, and she can hear both of us. We're gonna try to reach out to Rick, and because um, yeah, I could tell he's probably trying to call in and not getting well, through. I don't know what. Uh, I saw some people posting about a Mercury retrograde or something, so I'm just going to go with that, whatever retrograde Well, it must be in full swing right now, or a solar flare. I don't know what this is, <laughs> but let me try getting Rick in. Let me see if he's sent a message real quick. And it, just so everybody knows, our guest is Rick Wade today, psychic and remote viewer. And let me see if he's trying to call in, it looks like. Who knows? He may uh, have seen this coming. Oh, he's... Okay, yeah, he's trying to connect. So let me try, Rick, if you're listening, if you're out there in the ethers, which is uh, what he deals with a lot, let me try oh putting God, in the, uh, like his phone number. Yeah, I'm trying to get him. Let's see. Nine one. Oh, wait, I shouldn't say this out loud. <laughs> okay, here we go. We're going to try Rick right now. Rick, if you're out there, listen, we're dialing for you. Wow, this feels like that part like, in the fog where they were making the announcement to everyone. Yeah, yeah, they were calling for help. Oh, to like whoever's listening. So me, looks like he's now. I'm going to open up this line here. Rick Wade. What's up? Hey, Rick. Hey, Rick. about all the glitches? I don't know what's going on with the switchboard. What is that loud noise? I don't oh, no, even you know. Yeah, like a fax machine. Oh yeah. God. There was weird things happening. It would hang up on me. I couldn't hear anything. Oh, now it says I'm unmuted. It's, it's so. muting my line every few seconds. You want seconds. me to call back? Oh, okay, okay no, wait. There it goes. No. Nope. Yeah, it looks like, uh, okay, we got you here. Uh, there's one line that's open I can't close, and that's probably what this feedback is. Okay, hold on just one second. Let me try a refresh real quick. There, there. Let's see. It looks like I might have that line that I can uh, close down now. Okay. Yeah, Rick, are uh, you there? I'm here. Okay, we got hey, you, Rick, and I got rid of that. Thank you for coming on today. <laughs> wow, <laughs> Thanks, Rick, that was fun. Yeah, That's all right. Never a dull moment on live radio, um, but thank you so much for coming on today, Rick. I mean, you are such an amazing friend to our family and an incredible psychic. You have, I mean, from the day I've met you, you have predicted such amazing things. Um, you picked up on my dead rat, which was incredible and crazy. Um, for everyone out there who's not familiar with you, though, Rick, can you tell the audience a little bit about how you discovered your abilities and how you develop them along the way. We know, honestly, uh, there hasn't been an ability in the family for a long time. My mom had a gift. She was able to read coffee grounds in a coffee cup. Um, and my brother was able to read spoons uh, by the actual flickering of a light of a candle. Or actually, I think it was a lighter. Uh, he could actually read spoons by the actual flickering of a lightning um, from the actual lighter and the actual spoons. And then uh, my sister was able to hold objects, and she would be able to see things about that object. So it was all running through the family, but I didn't really have time. You know, I was busy, you know, working, you know, 70, 80, 90 hours a week, and, and, and nothing 
was even an interest in the paranormal or the psychic field. I didn't have any of that until one day I got into the paranormal. I started watching the paranormal shows, the ghost hunters. And then my first experience just down the road from my house, a shutter door opened when I asked it to. That's what started my paranormal journey, which got me interested in ghosts and spirits. And then I started devoting my time and energy every chance I had going out and investigating graveyards, old abandoned houses, old churches. That's what I was doing. And there was a lot of them around mm-hmm. my neighborhood uh, that were actually abandoned. So I was just going there. And, you know, I was always kind to spirits. I was always nice to spirits. I was never mean. I never broke anything or anything. I was always there, and I was always polite to them. And they were always polite back to me, which was a wonderful experience. And just over time, after like six months, I just started having this ability to start hearing things on an audio recorder. That's when my gifts started growing a little bit, where I was able to hear spirits talk on a recorder. Now, when I first started, I would hear tons of spirits talking. And a lot of times, I couldn't make out what was being said or never connected to what I was doing. And then over time, things started slowing down. And next thing you know, 15 voices turned out to be five. And pretty soon, it turned out to be mm-hmm. one. That was my spirit guide. My spirit guide was with me, helping me to understand what was going on around me. And then I went from that point from the audio recorder because I was so upset with the audio recorder. It was my whole life for like a couple of years, and my wife was just so fed up with it. She was about ready to kick me out of the house. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like my, my, it was like everything to me, you know, my whole life. I was 24 hours, wherever I went, I had to record her. I took the kids to the park. I had to record her. I went to dinner. I had to record her. I was constantly listening to ghost voices. And the thing is about it, what's interesting is I have special hearing because I had Bell palsy. So I'm able to hear a different frequency in my left ear and an older frequency in my right ear. My real age in my right ear, my left ear, I was hearing like a 12-year-old's frequency. So it's kind of, a, I was having some really amazing experiences. But my true gift really came when I actually put the recorder down. I actually had a friend of mine that was a psychic. She worked on missing person cases. And she told me, she said, Rick, you don't need that recorder. One day, you're not mm-hmm. going to need that recorder. And I put that recorder down, and I just actually used the recorder to, to see what was going to happen on my next job. I started connecting and seeing things in the future. 20 minutes, an hour or two hours later, I would say on the recorder, I'm going to see you know, a three-legged dog come to the door, and boom, there came a three-legged dog. Or I'm going to say, I see a crash on the corner, and the car flipped over. And then I'll, I'll be driving down the road, and there's a car flipped over just before I get to my house. So I was seeing things before they even happened. That was my true gift, my real gift. Audio recording was still here with me. EVPs were still here with me. But my real gift was actually connecting with um, a higher power to actually give me this insight to be able to see things in the future. That's how my real gift started. Well, I mean, it is so amazing just the work you do and the people you're able to help along the way. I mean, I've seen it here on my show, the people you're able to connect with, even though you've never, you know, met them, know anything about them, and you're able to tell them such personal details. It's really incredible. Um, What advice would you give to others who are currently trying to develop their own abilities? Well, honestly, you have to give time and energy to the other side, okay? You have to give time and energy to spirits, okay? A lot of people won't do that. I teach classes on, on this, and a lot of times they're just too busy. I'll run in real quick and do an exercise and go back to their life. I gave 
all my time and energy to spirits, and I think they rewarded me because I was doing that, okay? It's just like riding a bike, you know? The more you ride it, the better you get, right? That's the same here. The more you put time and energy into something, the more you're going to get something out of it, okay? They have to trust you. They have to, to actually, you know, be pleased with what you're doing. You can't be mean. You can't be rude. You can't be angry to them. You have to be nice and kind, and that's what it is. Whenever they, when you show your true colors, they will accept you, and then the energy will come to you, and that's what it was. See, I was able to be able to connect with people's energy, people's past loved ones, people's past lives, but the thing is about it, I, I started out with remote viewing first. That was the first thing I started doing was remote viewing, so what I did was I would just concentrate and use my family members and call them up and say, listen, let me see what's going on in your house. That's what I did, a safe zone. You need a safe zone because there's so many mean people out there that will attack you saying, oh, you're fake and all that stuff. So you need a safe zone. So I just practice. Practice with your family members. Get comfortable with that. And then you can actually go out into, like, websites and groups and stuff, you know what I mean, once you feel confident. But no, not everybody has this gift. I see a lot of psychics and mediums have different kind of gifts. They don't have what I have. I'm a direct connect reader. So I can go and do a gallery reading with 15 people, and I'll draw names. I'll say, okay, uh, number 101, a ticket, and then that person, I'll ask them what kind of reading they want. And they'll say, okay, connect with, connect with John or connect with George, and I will connect with George. I'll directly connect with that energy that's connected to them. That's why I might get it's kind of unusual and kind of cool because if you want to connect with mom, I'm going to connect with mom. I don't even need to know that that's your mother. I just need a first name. I connect only with first names. So it's kind of cool. It's a unique gift because I can walk anywhere, but I don't actually go and actually bother anybody. They have to actually come to me and say, hey, can you connect with my mom? That's how I do it. I leave everybody's energy, their privacy alone. I never go and tap into anybody's energy because it wasn't, it was, it would not work for me if I tried that before. So I'm not like Teresa Capita where she can actually come and can, she can see and feel she's a medium. I'm not like that. I'm a seer. So I have to have permission to be able to look. Yeah, Sophia's line dropped. I don't know what's going on here, and it just keeps muting, unmuting me. So let me ask a question here. She's dialing back in as as we speak and everything. Um, do you, okay, so you have an angel spirit guide. You have uh, do other family members of yours have they had things of that type as well, or a family member? I think we that, all have uh, guides. I think we all have spirit guides and guardian angels. I think we all have. They've always been around us, you know. Uh, let's say, for instance, you're driving down the road and you fall asleep, and next thing you know, you wake up two miles later. Well, how did you get there? There are always guides there. There's always spirit guides or guardian angels around everybody. We just got to actually tune into them and actually believe they're there. A lot of times we won't believe it. We actually just pass it up, and we just you know ignore an actual sign that's given, like the 111 or 333. You know, they give us angel numbers all the time. A lot of times we just ignore it. I've been in so many houses where actually something happened right in front of their eyes, like their door would open and shut right in front and slam in front of them, and they didn't even pay attention to it. Never, even, never, it didn't even phase them. And I'm like, holy crap! Look what just happened. But it didn't phase them because they block it out. Right. And I know you do a lot of work with EVP and recorder work in uh, within the field. Um, evidential capture is proof. Uh, is it is it kind of a way for you to convey to everyday people that the spirit world exists? as a psychic with when you use uh, EVP? Well, what's cool is whenever I do my gallery readings and whenever I, I do my, actually my, like my readings on live on Facebook, I will record and I do, re, I do record a session. So basically what I'll do is I'll have the actual person that wants me to connect with their loved one. I'll connect with the loved one. 
Then I'll have them actually communicate with their loved one and say, hey, mom, how you doing? I'll have them ask like five questions. Then we'll play the recorder back. Now, sometimes if they're a strong spirit, they'll speak in real time, and everybody can hear it on the actual video, which is kind of cool. But then sometimes they'll speak on the recorder, which is an EDP. Then I'll play that back. It's not on the live video, but it's on the recorder, so which is really kind of cool. But I give that validation every time I have a session. I give that validation that there's spirits, there's energies, there's loved ones, or there's a spirit guides around us. All right. Yeah, you work out with remote viewing too. Is there is there techniques or something that you can convey to the audience um, that might be working on those techniques or methods for their own personal application? How did it start for you, and what would advice would you give others? Honestly, how it started with me, there was a guy that contacted me. I was on a website one time, and he contacted me, and he said, listen, I think there's something going on with you that's interesting. I didn't know what remote viewing was at the time. I, he said, I think there's something going on. I'd like to work with a private session with you. And he did a private session with me, and he wanted me to you know, remote view his house. I think the key is for remote viewing is practice, practice, practice. Have somebody able to be there for you and maybe go to a friend's house, and then you can concentrate and try to remote view that house, okay? Back in the days, they used to have remote viewing things where they would actually go and put something in the woods. And you had to try to remote view and try to figure out where this object is and what the object is. There used to be tests online we used to do that. But this is what it is. You know, you have to practice it. That's the only way you're going to actually get good at it, okay, is to practice it. If you do that, you're going to actually see some results. But you have to put the time and energy into it. I work with this guy special every night. We work special every night. He actually had some kind of ability to actually do some crazy stuff. He could start a car with his mind. He could start an actual a blender with his mind. I mean, he had some amazing abilities, and he saw something in me. So he kind of guided me, guided me until I got to be able to do things on my own. So it's kind of like you need a guide out there. So I think, you know, having a guide with you, somebody's already experiencing it, that's one thing that actually positive will help you grow and become way better at it. All right. You know, yeah, no, we're trying to get Sophia back in as a last resort. We could probably use, uh, you know, her mom. Surely we could, uh, you know, use her line too. But I know she's uh, dialed in on what she has. So she's still trying to come through. So let me ask another question here to see if she comes in. And uh, you you come from a long, uh, uh, lot of kids in your family, and you have a lot of kids of your own. And, uh, you know, Sophia's going to get into your your book title, The 11th Child, along with your other titles. Um, do they have anything that they uh, – do they show a passion for the field or uh, any advice you have for budding young paranormal investigators? Well, honestly, you know, my brothers and stuff, they're kind of old now. They're all old, you know what I mean? It's just not nothing for them anymore. You know, they just live their mm-hmm. life. You know, they're up in their 70s and stuff and 80s, so they're kind of old right now. But I'd say if anybody wants to do that is if they want to get into paranormal – Find a group that they can actually be part of or find a group on Facebook they can be part of. Learn. Learn and experience is the key. Going to places, feeling energy, experiencing the energy, that's what it is. If you can actually do this, you're not going to do it at home, then at home watching on TV. You have to go out in the field. If you're out in the field, you will be able to sense things, you'll be able to feel things, and you'll be able to have things happen to you, experiences. That's what you got to do. You're not going to do it at home. You got to get out there, get your feet wet, join a team that's actually doing it. I'm telling you, that's how I actually started out when I first started. I joined the team, and I was on a few teams at one time, but somehow they wasn't into my ABP, so I kind of like left the groups. 
But that's exactly what it is. You've got to be part of something. They'll take you to some amazing places. This is an opportunity to actually experience, opportunity to, like I said, grow in the paranormal field. You've got to just get your feet wet and get out there with an actual group. Right. Okay, we look like we have Sophia here. I'm trying to unmute her as we speak. There's a real delay going on in the countdown of the stream and the remaining time left. Okay, Sophia, do we have you back in the studio? Hey, um, I think you all can <laughs> yeah, probably hear you. me. <laughs> I don't know. Technology, wow. man. I, I'll never be able to get it. This is bizarre. Um, I've never well, seen it do this. It was this. happening right away. It was happening right away with us. Yeah, wow. I mean, when you have paranormal and technology, I guess you're always going to have some issues. Um, but, I mean, speaking of paranormal and technology, Rick, I mean, you do some amazing work on your live streams. Um, as you said, you know, your mentor said you could start being able to do investigations and pick up things without an EVP recorder, but you still utilize it to this day in your readings. Um, do you want to tell the audience about that? Well, it's really important that people need to understand that, you know, this recorder that I use, I have, I'm the only one on the internet that does this. I'm the only one that does reading and do audio sessions. It's very mm-hmm. important because a lot of times, how cool is it to get an actual direct connect reading of your mom or your dad, something that really touches you in a special way, and then be able to hear mom come through and say, I miss you or I love you. That's just like the icing on a cake. So that's what I give people. I give this amazing experience. And the thing is, I give the audience this amazing experience, too, because they're watching, they're observing, they're hearing, and they're actually experiencing the same thing. It's not just touching one person. It's touching a whole whole bunch of people that's in the actual chat room. So I use this because I'm able to hear these other frequencies. And a lot of times, people will get on the radio or they'll get on the show with me, and they will actually listen, and sometimes they will not hear anything. But I'm able to hear that frequency where they're coming to and talking. And then whenever I play it back for them, then they're like, oh, my goodness, there it is, okay? And I've tested this in the field many, many times, and I know for a fact I'm hearing a different frequency. So whenever I bring that to them, I don't make them hear that because I've tested them and I've given them wrong information and they can't hear it. But they can hear the right information because that's right. I think that we have, if you know, if we're not into the paranormal and we watch TV shows and stuff, but we not put our time and energy in there and listen to EVPs. I listened for like three years, EVPs. So you put all that time and energy every hour of the day, having that recorded to my ear. I was able to decipher every little sound after a period of time, what was going on. Mm-hmm. People can't do that if they're not doing it. So that's why a lot of people miss out on EVPs. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, I haven't seen anyone ever do that. Um, in a live stream or otherwise with readings. And I think it's just amazing the way that you're able to connect people, not only with your readings, but, you know, being able to hear the EVP real time. I mean, EVPs are so amazing and that you actually can hear the voices, you know, it's not coming through an ITC device or a spirit box. Um, and I think it's really cool that you give this other aspect for family members to connect with their loved ones. And, and the thing is what's so cool is like, I'll say, I just heard the name David. And everybody in the chat room like, I didn't hear nothing. I didn't hear nothing. I said, mm-hmm. no, it's, it's on the live video. I heard David in a real-time voice. But they didn't hear it. But then I'll play the recorder back, and there it is, me saying, I heard David, and it said David before I even said that. So it is an amazing experience to experience that. Absolutely. 
Um, and I think that's the thing, too, about investigating. You know, I've said it on the show, but usually when you're doing investigations, it's hard to be able to have that real-time connection. I mean, with you being able to hear it yourself and then know when it will show up on an EVP, I mean, when you're on investigating and you don't have that gift, you know, you're sitting, waiting, hoping you get a response. You have to go review the evidence later, and then you miss out on an opportunity to connect with the spirit real time because when they're answering you may not hear the answer until much later and that's exactly what it is i mean i do ghost hunts and i do haunted ghost hunts and readings and stuff and i will take i'll split my time up with all the groups that they'll say i have 15 people i'll split up in each five i will take them on the evp session and i'll let them experience and usually in the group there's one gifted person so that one gifted person will hear what I'm hearing because I think it's something to do with being gifted, but they'll hear exactly what I'm what I'm hearing. So I'll play the recorder, and there's other ghost hunters there that's been in there in the field for many, many years, but they can't hear nothing. But then that mm-hmm. one person will say, okay, I heard I killed myself, and boom, there it is. I killed myself on the recorder. And then I play it back, and they're all shocked because it was there. They just was not able to hear it. Isn't that cool? No, it's amazing. Uh, And like I said, you are really, I mean, we know a lot of really amazing psychics, but I mean, you are definitely one of the top. You not only, like I said, picked up my dead rat the first time we met, but you also predicted an earthquake in California. And I mean, just being able to have that other, like I said, facet for people to be able to connect with is truly incredible what you do um, and just the way you help people. And the way you teach others, too, about their own ability and um, show them different ideas of how to use that. Because, um, you know, the paranormal is kind of just all about sharing different techniques and ideas and finding what works for you. Um, and I think that's great. You know, another thing is really kind of cool, too, is sometimes I do these recorded sessions on TikTok and on Facebook then they will actually have their spirit, their spirit animals will come through, like their past dogs or their past cats will come in and meow. Well, they don't have a cat now anymore. Their cat passed away. Or their dog will walk around the floor. And guess what? They don't have a dog anymore. But what an experience to know that your, your pet is still right there with you and you can hear it on the actual video. What a shocking experience. Definitely. I know personally in my old house, after we had to put our dog down, I saw him looking into my room. My room was getting redone at that time. And I think it's so comforting, you know, for people to know that not only can their loved ones come through, but also their animals. Um, Because, you know, there's such a connection between humans and their pets. And, and, you know, I'll tell you a story. I was actually doing a reading for a friend of mine. Um, and uh, her name is the Backwoods Medium is what her what, what she goes by. Her name is Heather, Backwoods Medium. And I did a reading for her out at my Mid-Michigan Paracon, which is an event this year. And she gave me a name. I can't remember the name. She gave me a name to say Cole. She gave me the name Cole. When I read the energy, okay, I don't know. I don't ask, you know, if it's an animal or a human or what. It's usually a human I'm communicating, you know, that actually was alive or passed or something. So um, I ended up reading the whole energy connection of Cole. Well, Cole was her dog that passed away, and she mm-hmm. was bawling her eyes out because it was so much exactly hit on her dog. She said, you didn't know you just read a dog. I said, no, I didn't. I just read the name Cole. And she was so shocked that I was able to get all that information. And she's a really good friend of mine. But the thing is about it, it's, just, it's cool, you know, a lot of mediums, say that they can't be read, but I think everybody can be read, you know, once you connect with the energies. It's almost like there's a socket. I'm able to put an actual 
my energy into that socket and just download your information. That's really an amazing thing to be able to experience your emotion, experience your pain, experience, you know, your health issues, experience what's going on with your mind, experience your past, present, and future. It's an amazing experience for anybody, and it shocks them when I do these readings. Yeah, I mean, it really allows you to be able to connect with people and, you know, see different sides of them that a lot of people don't get to see or, or, or things like that, you know, things that, you know, may be hard for someone to open up about. You give them the opportunity to, you know, reassure them that it's okay through your readings and, you know, say something about them that they may have a hard time admitting themselves and it lets them know that the person on the other side of communicating this information is there for them and telling them it's going to be okay. You know, and also with an energy reading, when I read people's energy, it, it's, it's amazing because, you know, a lot of people, they might be sad, they might be depressed, they might be thinking of suicide. You know, I'm able to tap into that energy. I'm able to see what's going on with them. I'm able to tell them, listen, you don't want to do that. You want to move on. You want to do more positive things in your life. You want to get outside. You want to, you want to escape from the prison that you're in right mm-hmm. now. A lot of people, they go in their house, they stay in their house, they don't go out and experience life anymore. This is what causes depression, anxiety, and stuff. They need to get out. So I'm able to tap in there. They're not alone. They're not alone experiencing this, this anymore. I'm able to actually tap in there and experience it with them, and that makes them feel better. It makes them feel relieved. I mean, it's just, it's just a wonderful experience for them. Absolutely, and like I know you have – oh, go ahead. Oh, is, it, is there something or you sense or feel about, Sophia, during the course of the show? Well, I can always tap into her energy. We always do. So if you want it, to do is, that. Yeah, if, the, yeah, if there's something that you sense or feel, because, yeah, I don't even know if okay. callers can get in right now. <laughs> okay, that's okay. Well, let me see what's being given me, okay, as I connect with their energy. First thing being given me is – it's really weird because I hear graduation with her. I know this. My, I hear graduation means she's going to graduate from something. I ain't saying graduate from high school or college or home. I'm just seeing graduation. I don't know exactly what that means, but I hear graduation with her. So she's going to graduate from something, okay? She's going to move on into something uh, maybe more uh, exciting that she wants to do in her life. But also, like, I do hear graduation with her energy, okay? Also, when I connect with her, I just see her bringing people together, okay? I feel – it almost feels like I see her energy – like beams of light coming from her body that's actually reaching out to other people. They're going to be joining in some, some kind of, I don't know what it is, but it almost feels like she's going to be bringing some people together or she's going to be joining with other people that's actually going to grow. I feel this is more of a spiritual awakening with her. I feel honestly that her awakening has actually moved into a different level. I feel like her awakening has actually moved into a more confident, a more, uh, you know, a more uh, promising I feel something about her energy is definitely changing or has changed, okay? Also, when I connect with her, I don't know what it is. But, you know, it's really weird because I hear something with donations with her, too. I don't know what the donations. I don't know if she's going to be part of a donation thing, but I do hear donations. So she's either going to be helping other people with donations or somebody's going to be donating to her cause or something. But I do hear donation with her energy, okay? Also, as I connect with her, I hear I see her writing. Now, whenever I see her writing, it almost feels like she's either going to be writing something that's going to be – um, either a script or she's going to be writing something that's going to be used by other people, okay? I feel there's something about writing with her. Her ideas or her actual, um, what she's actually thinking about or going to be doing. I feel something about writing with her that's going to be actually helping other people. Um, and, but it almost feels like it's going to be something to do with either 
some kind of series, some kind of show or something. I just see something about writing with her energy, okay? Going to be part of something else bigger, okay? I do feel something bigger. Also, as I connect with it, almost feel like to me, like, there's some here also being given me. I do feel like, I feel like lately there's been some kind of block going on with her energy. Either just been something mm-hmm. she's not been able to get on track. She's been off track or something. It almost feels like there's been something, some kind of blocking going on with her energy. I think this is something to do with her own rolling the self-esteem or something, but I do feel some kind of blocking going on. But I think she's getting through this. That's what's being given me, okay? But I think things are going to start opening, though. But what it, it almost feels like to me, though, there's going to be something that's going to be – I see two men on each side. Uh, I mean, one man on each side that's going to be there with her. Okay, I see one wears a cap a lot. Uh, there's another guy who wears a cap a lot. He's actually going to be part of this. He's going to be helping, okay? It almost feels like I do see – you know, like the old things, you know, how they used to actually – talk in an actual microphone. I had a big, they can actually talk and talk over everybody. I see something like that connected with her, something with talking on a loud thing where it actually goes out really loud for every, everybody else. And almost like that's being given me also about her energy. And also as a connect more, almost like me, I feel there's definitely, I see the happiness, but then I see the sadness. So, so what that usually tells me, there's going to be some ups here and there's going to be some downs, but you got to keep going through it, okay? Because I think on the other side, it's going to be brighter, but you got to get through it, okay? I feel there's going to be some letdown, but I think there's going to be some actual positive things going to pick you back up, okay? Um, and that's what's being given me. So that was just some, that was just some stuff. No, I mean, that was definitely amazing. Uh, definitely I have been going through a block. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been happening in my personal life that has made me feel very stuck at the moment. Um, but I definitely have been writing stuff and, you know, trying to create some ideas that I think would be really great in the paranormal field. Um, but everything you said was just so accurate and true. Uh, my, my grandma actually got Bell's palsy or Ramsey's hunt syndrome about mm, at least six months in January. And so we've been taking care of her, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, she, she's going to get better, but she's so vibrant and healthy. And when you see her, you know, I think you're, Oh, we lost your mic again, Sophia. Man, there's a weird thing going on tonight. It's it's a lot. I, I'm my mic continually when I open it, within five seconds it mutes itself, and I open it again, and it'll mute. <laughs> Let me see. It looks like he's trying to call in again here. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I was saying, um, I I felt you know stuck just with that because you know you want to see someone get better and healthy, and you don't feel like you can work on anything when it comes to things you want to move forward with um, until the person you love is better. So you were definitely 100% spot on about that. Um, And that's why we like doing, you know, asking psychics if they pick up anything on the show, because I feel like it really showcases just your ability and the amazing things that you get uh, without even knowing any of that. And it's just really incredible. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, honestly, I would love this year – come out and see you guys. That would be so much of an experience to actually book a lot of locations and have everybody come out, have Harvey come out. I mean, just just tell me how cool would that be to get us all together? Oh, my God. It would be so be awesome. awesome. And I would love to see you and Harvey work together, I mean, in person. I, I just know that would be off the charts with both of your abilities. I think it would be really cool. And I've been talking to Harvey about it. I just got to get out there. See, I got to fly out there. I got to make some place. The thing is, I, I book events all over the place. I just got to find a close place to where you're at, 
so we can book something, and, and I'll fly them out. We'll have a great time. Wow. Absolutely. And, I mean, speaking, too, of your experiences and stories, um, I know you have written some amazing books, and I would love for you to be able to tell the audience about them. Okay, my first book is My Paranormal Journey, One Man's Obsession. I, you know, how I got to write that book is my wife was worried about me staying up all night. I'd leave at midnight, I'd get home at 6, and I'd have to be at work at 7. I wasn't getting any sleep. So it was kind of dangerous going to these places all by myself. You know, I could have fell in the well and died, or I could have got hurt somehow. But the thing is, she just begged me to write a book. So I put my time and energy into writing a book, and I wrote my first book about all my paranormal experiences. Believe me, I had some amazing paranormal experiences that actually will shock you when you would read them. I mean, really amazing stories in there that is unbelievable, but it really happened. And I have pictures in there and the story about, you know, the actual experiences I was experiencing. And then my second book is The Awakening of Seer. That's whenever I started being able to see things in the future. I started working on missing person cases. I worked on, matter of fact, you know, it's really weird because there is a movie out. Um, it's called The Smiley Face Killers. I actually worked with the actual people that were involved with that, the detective and the actual professor. I worked with them. I did all the readings on all those people that went missing and gave them all the information. Then I ended up, somebody ended up writing a book about it, and they ended up making a movie about it. It was nothing like I, how, how I was seeing it and stuff in my reading, but that's how they ended up taking it and making it into a movie. But the thing is about it, so I, I started working on missing person cases. Uh, I talk about having my first radio show. I mean, there's a lot of things in there, how I actually started connecting with people, how I started connecting with remote viewing, then it was past lives, then it was getting on Facebook and started connecting with past loved ones, and then connecting with people's energies. The second book is all about my experiences with that. And my third book is about my childhood. Now, what I thought would be kind of cool for me to actually, because I remember a lot because we moved a lot. So I, I thought it would be kind of cool just to write down my experiences at every house that we lived in. So I would actually take a picture of the house, and I would tell the story about my memories in that house. What happened, paranormal or not paranormal? What happened when I got beat up or I got bullied or, uh, you know, kids actually uh, treated me really bad? I mean, there's a lot of experiences in there, you know, growing up poor, didn't have any money, was on welfare, barely was making a living. You know, a lot of times we'd actually eat good the first week, and then the last three weeks, we ate two beans, cornbread, and potatoes. That's all we could eat because there was no nothing else to eat. So, you know, it was a rough childhood, but I love my childhood because I lived in Kentucky. I got to swing on grapevine. I got to climb some amazing rocks and amazing hills in Kentucky. And there's all these stories are in the book about how I lived my life, all the ups and downs, what was going on with me, and then how I met my first wife. I, actually, how I met my second wife. I actually talked about how I met my second wife and then about how my children – how I end up having, you know, six children and all that stuff in the book, you know, and how I got my first big break in a big job and how, you know, um, how I worked with some amazing people growing up uh, in the actual town of Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then I, and all the other places I lived in. I mean, there was always something unusual, always something cool happening with me. You know, I actually had a gift, but I didn't know about it. I mean, things were happening for me. I was able to see things. I didn't pay attention to it. I didn't put the time and energy into it. But you'll see that throughout the book. You'll see the paranormal experiences throughout the book, the haunted houses we lived in. My mom was gifted, so she had spirits around her all the time. So there were things happening all the time in her house because of all of us was gifted. 
There's some crazy stories about my brother. He actually, you know, he, you know, did some crazy stuff. You know, he was at the glue back in the day. You know, a lot of people were at the glue. He was in the glue, and he would actually, you know, see things, feel things, and do weird stuff. All this stuff is in the in the book, you know, all the stories. So it's an amazing book if you actually want to connect, you know, because a lot of times I think it will connect to a lot of people because a lot of people were poor. A lot of people didn't have a lot of money. You know, I had one pair of pants I wore all week to school. I just would wash it out every night I could in, in a bucket or whatever I could and just hang it up overnight. I didn't have a lot of clothes. I had one pair of socks. I had a couple of shirts. And that's just what it was, you know. But, you know, that's what my life was, you know, growing up as a kid. We just didn't have a lot of money. Wow. Yeah, it's amazing just how much, you know, went on in your childhood and the way you overcame it, I think is really inspiring to a lot of people and the way you use your abilities to help people. I mean, it is just great that you wrote these books to share your experiences with others. And the thing is, you know, people say my last book is it's a sad book because, you know, they're surprised I turned out the way I turned out, Okay. Mm-hmm. They are very surprised because of I had such a bad childhood. It seemed like I would have such a bad life now, but I did not. I wanted more than what I had. I worked hard to get where I am. That's what it was. I've always had to drive. I've always had that motivation to actually do wonderful things. I've always been there for other people. I've always been kind to other people. This is something that my mom, you know, she told me, explained to me when I was younger what I needed to do with life, and that's what I've been doing. And going by what she said, you know, she had a hard time. You know, she had 11 kids, and she died at 56 years old. She had a heart attack and died. Wow. And that's been the story in there about that. But she had 11 kids. You know, that right there is enough to, to take somebody over. You know what I mean? Real quick. That's a lot of kids. You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that's a lot. Um, and just the way you know, you said your your family had different abilities, being able to read spoons and, and coffee grounds, um, just to be able to share that connection with them um, is really great, too, especially with so many siblings having kind of that tie to the spiritual world. You know, my brother, years ago when I was first dabbing into this, okay, um, I watched a show on Montel Williams' show, and it had Sylvia Brown on there. And Sylvia Brown, uh, my wife loves Sylvia Brown. She actually had all of her books, read all of her books. She had a friend that passed away and was murdered. So she watched Sylvia Brown, got into Sylvia Brown, and she brought me into it, and I started watching. And I'm telling you, I was – Sylvia Brown said, listen, if you want to be psychic, just believe it every day. Get up every morning and say, I want to be psychic. Do it for one year and watch what happens after that one year. You will start being psychic. That's what she said. When mm-hmm. you start believing and you keep believing, you will become psychic. And that's what I did. I did that for a year. But then after that, my brother said to me, my brother, the one that does the spoons, the one that has the gift too, he said, listen, I'm going to give you something, and I want you to take it. I'm going to give this to you over the next couple of days. I said, okay, okay. I'm going to give you my gifts. That's what he said. So over the next couple of days, I started hearing this loud ringing in my ears. So I'm thinking, what the heck is that? Just loud ringing. And next thing you know, next couple of days, I was able to do so much more. I was able to connect so much better. Because he gave me his gifts. How crazy is that? Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, just the way you developed it yourself, I know that that is so hard for many psychics to be able to gain control of it um, and just learn how to turn their abilities on and off. Um, 
And I know that it can be really overwhelming to going into a lot of these haunted locations. Is there something that you personally do is, or you've learned to do over the years as means of protection? Well, you know, I always say a prayer before I go anywhere. And I always say a prayer afterwards. A simple prayer. Mm-hmm. I just say a prayer, God to protect me with his white light. That's what I do. It's not a, a big thing. I just ask him to protect me with his white light. Whenever I leave, I ask him to keep all the energies there and keep protect me with the white light. That's what I do. It's a simple process. I do it. I believe it. And it really does work. Now, whenever I was younger, I did not do that. So whenever mm-hmm. I was younger, I would actually invite the spirits to come home with me. I would go to the graveyard and say, hey, come hop in the car. Come spend some time in my house. And I'd be done if it did not happen. Me and my wife was sitting watching TV, and all of a sudden all the doors in the kitchen were slamming. I would hear an actual kid run down my hallway. All my kids were asleep. So spirits were there in our house. They were following me. So, But I didn't know what protection was. And then, you know, over time, people taught me how to protect myself. And then, you know, pretty soon I didn't have that issue anymore. But the thing is, I had to tell the spirits, this is what I need you to do. Please do not bother me until I need you to mm-hmm. help me. Because I was actually to a point where I almost lost my job, almost lost my wife and kids, and um, I was having a hard time uh, because this was happening to me. Everywhere I went, I was hearing things. I was seeing doors slam. I was, lights were turning off. People were freaked out when I walked in their house because weird things were happening because spirits were following me, and they were actually coming in the houses, in these people's houses and stuff. And they were around me. So whenever I first started doing my journey, I was actually getting all kinds of stuff. Now, I can go back to all the old houses I used to go to. Guess what? There is no spirits there anymore. They actually followed me from graveyards. They were around me for a period of time, and then they left. Okay? They left me. Mm-hmm. Whenever I actually started actually covering myself with the white light, they would leave me. And they only would come to me whenever I asked them. So I have full control over my gifts. And it's amazing to be able to go to a gallery reading. I'll go, and there'll be like 75 people. What I do is I have a unique way to do my gallery readings. I'm not like anybody else. I'm not a medium, I'm not a psychic, so I'm a seer. So what I do is I give everybody an actual ticket. I take all the tickets and I throw it in a bowl. Then I'll pull out one ticket and I'll say, okay, ticket 101. I'll walk to that person. What kind of reading do you want? Past loved one, past life, or energy connection. They'll say, oh, past life sounds good. I'll connect with their past life. They will be shocked with the information that I'll give them. I just read a guy last time at the Mid-Michigan Paracon, and I read him. He was the only man in there. The rest were all females. I'm a little nervous, you know. I'm a little nervous because, you know, men can be tough, you know what I mean? They're just tough. So I'll go mm-hmm. there and I'll offer the information and give them everything. And he said this. And that was amazing. He said it was amazing because my mom was a psychic, and she told me every past life that you just told me. Every past life you told me, she actually told me this whenever I was younger. So you were 100% on target with my past life. So I was very, he said he was very impressed with the information. Hmm. I mean, that's amazing to get that validation um, right away because I know past life um, are kind of, I feel like, at least me personally, that they're more rare of a reading to um, be able to provide to people. Um, Not every person can read a past life. So to be able to get that validation, which I feel like a lot of people wouldn't be able to get since I feel like for most people it would be their first past life reading. Um, It's just a great experience to have. Well, it's kind of scary too because, you know, some people, you know, Whenever I was younger, I was actually scared to read past lives a lot because there's a lot of negativity in the past life. There's death. Mm-hmm. There's bad things that's going on. And there might be horrible things that happen to that individual. And sometimes if you're not a strong individual here on this earth right now and you're asking for a past life, sometimes you can go the opposite way. So 
I read one lady, a young lady, and I gave her a reading, and I told her she actually was part of royalty, and then she ended up losing everything, and her husband got killed in battle, and they ended up taking over the castle, and she became wise with somebody else, and he, she ended up taking her life by cutting her wrist. So, honestly, two months later, she gets back from me. She said, you're not going to leave. And I said, what? Honestly, a few nights later, I ended up splitting both of my wrists. Oh, my she could God. Not yeah, so she could wow. not handle that. See? And she went to the hospital for a suicide attempt. But now she's better two months later, but she had to give me that. It was too much for her. She could not handle that because she actually was already feeling she wanted to do that, and that can, like, push her overboard. That's why I'm, I'm mm-hmm. cautious that life because it can be scary for people. Yeah. I mean, definitely that's a lot. Um, I, I know I had another guest on it. Uh, kind of read my past life and I was like um so can you pick up like how people died and he was like yeah most people don't want to know that and I was like oh I, uh, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> so it's it's you know just the type of person too you know whether or not you want to know the gory details of it um he thought I drowned I feel like that's a safe assumption I'm clumsy um and so it's just interesting to see you know the the different lives that people have lived and um you know just how much has changed in your next one um, and how much stays the same. And it's also cool because sometimes you can relive that past life, okay? You'll keep reliving, keep reliving until you wake up. You awaken from that past life. So sometimes when you get the past life, you say, okay, this is what's really going on. This is what is the past life. You'll let it go. And then you won't have that reoccurrence anymore. And that's what mm-hmm. is so amazing. You know, I read one lady, and it was really with her past life. She was begging me to read her, and I told her, I said, okay, no problem. I will read you. I'll offer it. You know, I was new to this stuff. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just offering what I was seeing. But I had this imagination, so it kind of helped with the reading. So all of a sudden, you know, I kept seeing her having dreams of actually being a serial killer and killing people and putting them in certain bags and actually burying them, their body parts in different parts of the city. And she got back on me. She said, you're not going to believe this, but every night I have the same dream of doing this. I'm constantly doing this. I'm actually, uh, she can actually see. She's actually killing these people. So this is what was happening Ooh. in her dreams. And she was so stressed with her life. She was so stressed with everything. But once she realized, hey, this is my past life, she stopped having those dreams. And then, boom, she went on with her life. Same with me. When I first started in the paranormal, what's interesting was I had nightmares all the time. I always Walked in my sleep. I always would see demons in my room, which I thought were demons. Really, it wasn't demons. It was just spirits. But I didn't know that at the time. But I had all kinds of stuff. A lot of times, my wife would smack me and say, wake up, you know, because I was I'd be mm-hmm. screaming and hollering and saying there's something in the room. And I'd be running down the hallway. But the thing is, once I got my paranormal experience, it's like the spirit said, okay, hey, he's awakened now. We don't have to actually come to him at night in his dreams. And I stopped having the nightmares. I stopped having the talking in the sleep and the walking in the sleep. It was like, boom. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I think so enlightening, too, for a lot of people that have, you know, kind of those deja vu moments but don't know why um, that it could possibly be from their past life. Um, But, I mean, like I said, you have such incredible abilities. Now, you know, telling people about their past lives and helping them kind of overcome that as well. Um, I know we're coming towards the end of the show, so can you tell the audience where they can reach out to you for readings, any websites, upcoming interviews or events, or anything that you would like to mention? Well, I have a special going on right now, 30 bucks, and you get a mini reading and a signed book, which is an amazing deal. 
so I have that going mm-hmm. on right now, uh, all the way till first of January. I do have an event at Mid at Michigan Paranormal Convention that will be in August uh, here in Michigan at the UP. Um, so I'll be there um, for an, a big convention. I mean, this is big, uh, pretty big. I'm usually at the Mid Michigan Paracon. They haven't asked me back this year, so if they do, I'm usually there too, which is another amazing event. Michigan has some awesome events, I'm telling you guys, awesome events. And then if you want any kind of reading, just contact me on Facebook, send me a message. I will get back with you very fast, and we'll work out a reading. And also, join me next week, Thursday, at 8 o'clock, I do my Christmas reading show where I read as many people as I can and help as many as I can for free. Well, that's incredible, Rick. Um, Congratulations, I mean, on the Michigan Paragon the Michigan Paragon, and um, thank you again so much for coming on the show. We'll have to have you back on when there's no te- technical difficulties, but thank you again so much free. for always coming on and, you know, helping people on air as well. So thank you again, Rick. I appreciate you guys. And I'm planning that trip to Cali 2024. Absolutely. I can't wait. RV all tabs. Yeah, I'm going to try to mute you, Rick, on the way out, but you may not hear the mute cue. I don't know what's going on, but yeah, I'm having to leave my line open as I do the uh, the, uh, the closing uh, credits and everything too. But thanks so much, Rick. All right, I appreciate you. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Rick. You too. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Bye. Rick. Well, well, amazing show, Sophia. Absolutely. Um, Rick is such a great guest. As always, even with technical difficulties, I want to thank you all for listening. This should definitely not be possible without all of you, and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, and I see his line still open, and your line's still open. I can't, I can't mute anything right now. But Merry Christmas, everybody, from the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Next weekend, we have the Hunting Lodge documentary, Psychic Jill Marie Morris. She'll be, uh, yeah, the 23rd. So she's going to be promoting the new documentary. Author, teacher, and ghost tour host Robert Oaks will be on the program on January 6th, the first guest coming in at 2024. Texas Ghost Seekers team founder and clear audience Alex Fountain will be on the program on January 13th. Weird New Jersey contributor and paranormal investigator Jim Paris will be on January 20th. And we had similar glitches when Jim was on before. So we're going to have him back on and hopefully for a, a glitch three free uh, broadcast coming up. But today, um, psychic remote viewer and author Rick Wade. Titles, again, include My Paranormal Obsession, One Man's Journey, The Awakening of a Seer, and his latest release, The Eleventh Child. Everyone visit on Facebook, Rick Wade, Twitter at Rick Wade One, Instagram at Rick underscore Wade, and Rick's titles, all of his titles are available through Amazon.com. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com, and uh, we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie for Etienne Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all.
you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.